Welcome to the 10 Minute Strength Pod. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 10 Minute Strength Pod, powered by Lions Den Sports Performance. I'm your host, Connor Lyons, and today is episode number seven. And we're going to be talking about youth specialization in sports and how damaging it can be. Now, there's plenty of information out there. It's been around for a while. Um, yet, these kids are still specializing at younger and younger ages. And people cite, you know, guys like Sidney Crosby playing hockey when they were at such a young young age and only playing hockey and specializing in that and, like, where they reached, you know, the, the pinnacle of their career. But when you bring those people up, you don't realize you're actually bringing up the outliers. These are not everyday people. This is a guy who is going to be successful no matter what. You know, you look at your LeBron Jameses. If the guy decided that he wanted to play hockey when he was young, LeBron James would be probably the best player in the NHL. Genetics play a role in all of this, in citing these outliers and these people at the pinnacle of their career really doesn't do any anybody any justice when we're talking about specializing in youth sports. And today we're going to talk about Again, how damaging it can be and what we need to be doing instead. All right, so whether it's in Sports Illustrated, ESPN Magazine, on ESPN, TSN, whatever you fancy as far as media goes, you'll see these stories that go back and kind of go over the, the young lives of these superstar athletes. And they'll constantly talk about like how they dedicated themselves there on the field every morning at 5 a.m. You know, everything they did was eat, breathe, sleep, <clears throat> their sport. And again, these are the outliers. These are not everyday people. These are not the majority of kids. And I will say, and you can fight me on this, 90% of pro athletes would have been pro athletes no matter what they did. It doesn't matter which strength coach they have. It doesn't matter what youth team they played on. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. <clears throat> they would have gotten there due to their genetic, predispos- uh, genetic predisposition to being an absolute monster and, and badass on the field. Now, this doesn't mean we don't try, right? <clears throat> There's that other 10% that are going to get there on hard work and dedication, and that's important to realize as well. But what we don't want to do is spend too much time playing our sport to where we can't learn other movement patterns and develop other energy systems. And even, you know, you talk about, like, coaching styles and stuff. The more people you can get around as a young athlete, the better. It doesn't matter if it's someone that's really good at what they do or someone that's really bad at what they do, exposing yourself to these different kinds of, of coaches and systems and games is going to have nothing but positive impact on both your, your physical development and your emotional development. It's learning to, you know, to, to try to excel at things that you're not good at. It's, it's learning to deal with different personalities and different coaching styles. It's learning from a physical standpoint how to move in different ways. And, and this is all important for overall long-term athletic development and even development as a human being. So why is this early specialization happening so often across the board in every single sport? Um, I can tell you it's, it's more than likely FOMO, uh, your fear of missing out. Parents think that their kids are going to be left behind if they're not consistently on the field of play. They get told that um, by coaches and organizations who need your money in order to survive. And, and I get it. If you want to have this organization to, to, to play on and be around, you're going to have to support them. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're looking out for the best interests of, of the athletes and trying to do right by them. I mean, over <clears throat> over in uh, Orlando, I've got a buddy who, you know, kind of works with a youth organization and they're, they're um, 
their season doesn't start until what august maybe september it's football and they're having summer conditioning right now like what is the point of that like why are we going to sit here and condition for our sport when we're three uh, two and a half three months out from play like there's no need for it outside of an organization trying to take your money and use it under the guise of, of development of your athlete and i can tell you why conditioning is something that these schools always do and it's or not schools sorry organizations always do and for one it's because it's easy for two they don't need any specialized gym equipment or anything else they can go out on a field bring out an agility ladder make you think that you're getting good work and you're preparing for the season and the fact of the matter is you're really not one thing i will say is these football and baseball organizations as well as basketball and volleyball tend to do a better job of taking some time off throughout the season. Um, whereas uh, the sport that I grew up playing hockey right now, it, it's absolutely insane the amount of offerings that they have. You could do a, a camp every single week of the summer. You could be on the ice with a with a skills coach who's going to bury you every single day. And we're not developing any athletic capabilities or qualities. And all we're doing is practicing our sport. And over time, um, it's going to have a, a detrimental impact. And we're going to go over that right now. All right, so what are some of the downsides of this early specialization? All right, well, for one, we're going to see an increased rate of injury. Uh, many sports use fairly consistent movement patterns over and over again and don't really stray from a specific set of movements. Now look at baseball. In baseball, you do a few things. You swing, throw, and you sprint, and you only sprint in one direction. So it's a outside edge push out the right foot anytime that we're, we're going from base to base. Um, you're not really exposed to a lot of other things. So if you consistently play baseball, we're going to end up kind of hammering home the same things over and over again, unless you're working with a strength and conditioning coach who can give you the proper correctives and make sure that we're staying healthy. So <clears throat> there's many sports like baseball, but baseball is just a really easy target here. So that's why we're bringing it up. It doesn't mean that other sports aren't the exact same way. For instance, if you take hockey, hockey's another one. It's, it's played in the, uh, the frontal plane. A lot of lateral movement, some rotational stuff, and it's all one way because you're not an ambidextrous hockey player, right? You're right-handed or you're left-handed, so we're going to consistently be hammering <clears throat> the same movement patterns over and over and over again. And over time, that's going to lead to some overuse injuries. So specializing in a sport without taking the time off the field of play to correct some of those imbalances that you're creating via the sport itself can lead to increased rate of injury, especially in young athletes. All right, so the next one is burning out or quitting, and this happens a lot more often than you'd think. I worked at a um, tennis academy here in Wesley Chapel, a, a fairly famous one, and the kids would be on the field to play four to five hours a day, and then on top of that, they're doing some conditioning. A lot of them actually would hire private coaches after the fact um, to work on specific skills. So you're talking about five, six hours a day of the same things over and over again and what ended up happening with a lot of these kids is they get to college and they're like oh man like i can have a social life and there's other stuff to do outside of tennis so a lot of them quit so you spend six to seven years playing a sport and you're going to get tired of it it just it happens kids burn out kids don't want to play anymore they almost will get out of that situation enter into to life and see that there's other stuff that they can do you know it's it's a lot of fun to go to college and, and have things outside of your sport to do. And if these kids aren't exposed to having social lives, playing other sports, or spending too much time playing a sport, and they're missing out on things, you're going to see them quit. It's just it's part of the process. All right, the next problem <clears throat> deals with um, performance being kind of the best you're ever going to have at a very young age. I can tell you the kids that are typically outside of the outliers 
the best 10, 12, 14U players either fall off and they quit or they don't continue progressing. And a lot of that is because they spent so much time on the field or on the ice early on and they developed a great skill set. They were able to, from a, from a skill set standpoint, they were able to blow past everyone. And a lot of times nobody ever teaches these kids to play the game because of that. So these kids, you know, they're either physically superior already because they've hit a growth spurt and they, they're, they're great at the sport and the coach just says, hey, go out there and score or do X, Y, or Z without really developing any kind of physical base as far as <clears throat> work capacity goes and things like that. Dave Tate talked about it and he said these kids that are really good at a young age, they sit there and they drill, 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 right? The coach wants them playing their sport. They want them. They're the ones uh, that are not on scout team when, it, you know, let's talk about football. They're not on the scout team. They're getting reps. They're getting plays. And meanwhile, they're telling the kid who's underdeveloped and, and not very good at the sport yet to go push the sled, go do this, go do that. So this kid who's not quite built up yet to be the athlete that he can be or she can be is practicing physical preparation and, and laying the groundwork for work capacity and developing these other qualities while this other kid who had talent at a young, at a young age is getting drills, 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 drills. So by the time these kids who aren't getting this, you know, consistent drilling and plays and all this kind of stuff, by the time those kids actually go through growth spurts and they hit puberty and they start to develop, they are light years away from these other kids who never spent the time to develop these athletic qualities. So we want to make sure if you are specializing, and I would, I would say please don't do that but if you are you need to be developing other athletic qualities with a qualified strength and conditioning specialist it's inconsistencies and again this sounds like it'd be a little bit of a head scratcher uh, but it, in reality it's not forced early adaptation overuse injury potential and burnout all lead to various stages of readiness for an athlete especially those under 18 years of age because just from an emotional standpoint they're they're not really there yet the varied state of readiness is going to lead to inconsistencies both on the field of play and in the gym, so we want to, you know, we want to get away from that. If if we specialize too early, there's there's too many variables that are going to lead to you not performing at your best as often as you'd like to. Last one, um, again, another detrimental side effect to specializing at an early age is that the performance improvements are immediate. You know, and this sounds like a great thing. It sounds like a win. You know, we're going to get better and we're going to get better now. The problem is, is when you consistently harp on this sports specific skill set on the field of play you're to go back to what we were talking about earlier you're really neglecting a lot of other adaptations that are necessary so by the time that these kids who developed at a young age and were able to see those immediate improvements at like 10u 12u maybe even 14u by the time all the other kids from a developmental standpoint from a hitting puberty and you know hormone the, the right storm all that kind of stuff you're going to see these kids fall off because they didn't develop the athletic qualities that are necessary for them to be able to continuously excel and develop within their sport. So again, immediate improvements sounds great, but it's typically followed by tapering off of said improvements uh, because there's, there's not a lot of growth potential there and they're not developing from an athletic standpoint. Now I'm going to go over a situation that's currently happening with, um, with an athlete that, that I've worked with in the past. And you know, didn't get didn't get drafted um, into the O or the USHL, and, and they're kind of feeling a little down on themselves right now. So what they've decided to do instead of developing athletic qualities is sign up for every single camp to try to get in front of as many people as possible. Now, this could be a great thing um, as you can get eyes on you, but the problem is, is you're 
15 years old, you just missed the Bantam draft. You didn't get selected, and that's okay. You continue to play 16U AAA and try to get some eyes on you. But instead of developing this summer so that he can have a great year next year, he's going to spend all this time because he didn't get drafted trying to get in front of people and neglecting any athletic development off the field of play. So now you're in a situation where you have to constantly be ready and you have to constantly be fresh so that you can be in front of these people. And you're not really you're not really going to get any better this summer. It just, you know, it's sad and it is what it is. And and parents are going to do what they're going to do. But I would advise you if you didn't get picked for the sport you wanted to play or sorry for the the level that you wanted to play, it means because you're not there yet. Right. We need to develop these athletic qualities so that we can acquire a better skill set on the field of play. Like it comes, you know, you have to have that athletic base and that athletic development in order to get better at your sport. So if you're going to neglect completely your off the field training in order to get eyes on you, it just it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't understand it. And it happens all the time. This is just one example, but it happens all the time. Parents want their kids to be seen. And I totally understand it. The whole goal of playing your sport is to try to play it at the highest level possible but if you're not there yet we need to take the time to develop athletic qualities so that you can become a better athlete the sad fact is for this kid and many kids in this kind of situation this is the best they're ever going to be it just it is what it is you know you peaked at 15u and it's all because you didn't take the time to either develop athletic qualities at a young age or you know, maybe maybe you're just not good enough at your sport, and that, that could definitely be it too. But, you know, you, you're going to sit here, and this is the, the best that you're ever going to be is at 15U. So you'll be sitting there telling your kids down the road of your, you know, your championship run for nationals at 14U, and I had 90 points at 15U and, you know, 90 points at 16U, and then I just fell off, and that's what's going to happen. So really, really try to understand that this fear of missing out it's it sucks and it's something that we've all been conditioned to kind of think about and accept but we need to make sure that we're still training off the field of play so that we can be better on the field of play and that's what it's all about but to recap that early specialization is going to lead to increased rate of injury um, and, and typically it's overuse injuries or soft tissue non-contact stuff burning out or quitting um, best performances are early on and then you just kind of taper off and and, and top out uh, a lot of performance inconsistencies and immediate performance improvements. So again, some of those things sound like good things, but in the long run, um, they're going to be detrimental to our overall development, both off the field of play and on the field of play. All right. So how do we combat this? Well, for one, don't specialize at a young age. I would say for most kids, um, you're, you're better off continuing to play multiple sports, even all the way through high school. Um, some guys can actually, and girls, can get away with it at the collegiate level as well. It's, it's relatively difficult. But, you know, if you're, if you're a hockey player, go run track. If you're a basketball player, play some soccer. If you're a tennis player, um, God, play, do gymnastics. You know what I mean? Like, just do as many different things as you can because it's going to help you develop a better base of athletic qualities, which can only have positive impact and influence moving forward on the field of play for you as an athlete. Another way to combat this, and you know, I, I recommend this for even multi-sport athletes, is to find a strength and conditioning coach that can benefit you. Uh, someone who's smart enough to, to program long-term athletic development and who's going to put you in the best possible position to succeed. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, but when you understand movement and you understand longevity in sport, um, you know, that, that it makes sense uh, 
to have a, a strength coach who's going to let you and teach you uh, to develop more athletic qualities, learning to jump, learning to land, learning to move outside the, the typical planes um, of motion within your field, or sorry, within your uh, within your sport. So developing athletic qualities with a, a good strength and conditioning coach can have nothing but positive benefits for you as an athlete on the field of play. It's going to make sure that we're, we're not – hammering the same things over and over and over again like you do on the field of play. We're going to get different movement qualities. We're going to get different, you know, energy systems that are being developed. We're going to develop all different kinds of, of, of movement capabilities, and it's going to give you the largest possible toolbox to pull from within your training. So I would say hire a strength coach. Find one that's good. Don't hire the sports-specific uh, strength coach because, again, we've gone over that. The sports-specific stuff, especially at a young age, is such a crock. It just—it's not—it's not helping you as an athlete. It's going to lead to overuse injuries and and all that. So, if you are an athlete and you're specializing in a sport, which I highly recommend you do not do, make sure that you're working on different qualities off the field of play, and we're undoing some of what's happening on the field of play in the gym. All right, so now we've gone over why it's bad to specialize at an early age. Now we're going to look at the benefits of a long-term athletic development model um, as an athlete within your training. So the first thing is going to be performance improvements are continuous over time. So you're not going to top out. You know, you're kind of chipping away at something. We're developing a base, and then we're moving on to the next thing, and we're continuously getting better and better and better over time. And the work that you do in the gym a lot of people think that it's going to make us better at our sport, but in reality, it doesn't. It just allows us to be stronger, be more powerful, um, be more resilient so that we can develop a better skill set on the field of play. The second one is your best performances tend to be later on in your childhood and into your adult life. And that's uh, due both to, to physical and mental maturity. So if you're, you know, as you get older, you become a little bit more physically mature via puberty and your hormone levels are a little bit better and more conducive to getting bigger and faster and stronger. And on the mental side of things, you can you can handle a lot more volume and intensity and things like that. So the best performances will be later on in life if you just give this method a chance early on. Uh, performance is going to be much more consistent over time. All this means is that <clears throat> if we develop these athletic qualities and continue to over time, we're going to be a lot more consistent. We're going to be in a better state of readiness all the time, uh, unlike if we are specializing at a young age where our our uh, inconsistency in performance uh, is a major thing. So, again, performance is much more consistent over time. Instead of burning out, many athletes will quote unquote come into their own, into adulthood. And you see this sometimes with these kids that weren't necessarily the best kids on the JV football team, but by the time they graduate high school, they're going on and they're playing division one football somewhere because they took those four years to develop athletic qualities. Their hormone levels got better, their mental maturity got a little bit better, and it just leads to a much better situation. Um, gradual adaptation and variety of Different athletic stimuli lead to a lower rate of injuries. And again, we're, we're not consistently hammering the same things over and over and over again. If you're playing a sport six to seven days a week, you're going to consistently hit the same movement patterns over and over and over again. And if you're doing them in an improper position, we're going to cue ourselves to be in bad positions when decelerating and reaccelerating, change direction and all that. So we're going to see a, a much higher rate of... Uh, 
soft tissue, non-contact injuries. Uh, when we talk about somebody who's, you know, specialized at a much younger age compared to somebody who's followed more of a long-term athletic development model. All right, so to wrap this all up, we don't want to specialize at a young age. There's a lot of talk about it, and there's a lot of college coaches and professional coaches talking about why you shouldn't do this. And for reasons that I can't fathom, parents consistently put their kids in a position to specialize. And again, I have a feeling it's because of FOMO or, you know, parents trying to live vicariously through their children or they just want to be able to brag about their children being at a certain place when it comes to the sport. But you need to really, really try not to do this. Let's focus on long-term athletic development. Let's try to be the best possible athlete that we can so that we can be the best possible player that we can. And that's going to involve kind of taking a step back and working on athletic qualities that you may not be good at, so you don't like to do, but that are necessary for you to become a better athlete and in turn better at your sport. All right, well, that's it for today. Hopefully you learned something. If anything, maybe you can take a second to think your strategy when it comes to developing as an athlete, both on and off the field of play. Don't specialize. Don't find that sports-specific strength coach that's going to make you practice, you know, movements that are movements that look like you would do on the field, but in loaded positions, because there's always bad outcomes to that. Just make sure that we're spending the time to become an athlete. And that can happen in the gym. And it can also happen via playing other sports. So get out there, try other things, find what you're good at, become an athlete. And that's going to have nothing but positive influence on the rest of your playing career. All right, I know I sound like a broken record, but we really are getting close to being open. We've just got a few things that have to be buttoned up. We still have a couple pieces of equipment that we're waiting on, and we thank you all for being super patient with this process because it's been a process. Uh, keep checking us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, YouTube's got all the Fitness Friday videos up. Keep listening to the podcast. Check out the educational stuff, and we'll see you next time.